Welcome to Broadcast Media, the inside track, brought to you by Ancast. And here's your host, Ben Anker. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this week, we've got Paul Markham on the uh, on the podcast. He's a broadcast media architect. And I understand you've just been working on the Olympics. Is that right, Paul? Yeah, yeah. So I, I work for Discovery and, and uh, kind of Eurosport's part of the portfolio. And yeah, as part of the global media architecture I've been working on, it's uh, it's been full tilt for, for the Tokyo Olympics. And, you know, we've got uh, the Beijing Olympics, the Winter Olympics coming up uh, quite soon as well, because they're just at the turn of next year. So, um, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work going on. Wow. Wow. That sounds exciting. Uh, and so I guess it's all sort of, um, you know, w- where the world is going in broadcast. And we always have this uh, sort of conversation, you know, traditional engineering versus, you know, this sort of uh, commodity IT and, and cloud uh, offerings that, that are happening these days. What, what's your take on it? Are we headed in the right direction, Paul? Well, I, I, I think <laughs> I, I think whether right or wrong is probably not 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 where it where not not the issue as it were because uh it's kind of a matter of opinion and who you are whether it's right or wrong but i think whether it's right or wrong or not it, it's happening um and so uh what we're seeing is because of the impact of ip and because of a, a lot of things moving to uh, ip networks um we really have to start engaging with that that mindset and start understanding what, what that means in a sort of wide-ranging context. And, and I think traditionally the broadcast industry, you know, maybe for the last 20, 30 years has had this had this sort of artificial wall. Well, it wasn't artificial at the start, was it? It was a, it was a wall. There was IT over there, and then there was a bit of, uh, bit of broadcast kit over there. And, and, you know, to start with, they were completely separate things, weren't they? they never, were, never the twain shall meet, right? Never the twain shall meet. I, IT, uh, IT kit you know, was in that rack and broadcast kit was in that rack. And and why would they meet? Because they were different things. I, I think we, you know, we've been on a journey over the last 20 years or so where actually um, they've, they've, they've slowly moved together, haven't they? And they've slowly started getting, getting wired into each other's racks. And, and I think we're at the point now where we're starting to say, well, you know, now we're, now we're plugging ethernet cables into broadcast kit. Um, and now we're deploying firmware updates onto broadcast kit. And, and soon we're going to be deploying our appliances into cloud, into public cloud. In fact, you know, to some extent we're doing that already. But um, I, I think we're going to be seeing more of that. And yeah. so, so suddenly, you know, we've we've changed from a from a traditional kind of baseband connectivity network um, to a to an Ethernet IP based network. And we've also changed from hardware. Uh, embedded devices to, to to software deployments and and you know these changes are still evolving they're still going on but that's that's the clear direction of travel isn't it yeah yeah and do you think when cloud first started coming on the scene that it really forced the hand and sort of made it happen or it was that the general you know travel direction of travel I, I think it, I mean I think it's the direction of travel anyway. I, I mean I guess when when cloud first came on the scene, I think uh, you know a lot of us in the broadcast industry just went, well, that's never going to be relevant to us. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. And, and obviously we were wrong about that. Um, I, I think it, you know it's increasingly relevant, isn't it? And um, at the uh, at the moment, it, it's you, you know there's certain bits of of your stack that you want to put in the cloud. 
Um, I think in, you know, in the future, those things that we sort of suck our teeth at and say, oh, that'll never go in the cloud. They, they'll go in the cloud too. I, yeah. I think that, that's clearly where we're, where we're headed. And, and, I, and, and our cloud providers now see us, the broadcast industry, as a potentially very um, lucrative seam of, uh, you know, of, of kit. We've got a lot of kit, right? We've got yeah. a lot of stuff in data centers. And they, they look at that and they say, well, we can, you know, we can make some money there. But also we can, we can help you. Um, get some scale and and get and save some money. I mean, they they're not going to make money uh, unless they unless they offer a proposition that we want. Uh, I mean, we're going to be loosed about it. Yeah. So um, you know, they're, and they're super keen. And and you know, when you see the 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 pace at which you know Amazon and Google and, and even Microsoft are are iterating their products to to kind of go into every market, not just us, but 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 really targeting us specifically alongside others that those um those platforms are iterating so fast and they're doing things much much faster than we might have anticipated so yeah um you know multicast is is something that that you know we know that they're looking at and that, that they're starting to to say to us well this is something that we might be doing soon <laughs> but i mean it, it it so rings true what you just said about um oh well we'll put a, a bit up there because what we've got is precious, you know, the content's precious. But, yeah. all right, we'll put one workload in the cloud. We'll put another one. And is it about gaining that trust and setting the benchmarks? And if it meets the benchmarks, then it's it's good to go. Yeah, I mean, I think as you start to go in that direction, you start to – you get to a point maybe where you think, oh, well, actually having stuff that's not in the cloud is more inconvenient. You, you kind of end up wanting it all there because you've got one set of tools and one set of you know management stack and and you can throw everything at it and you and you don't have to rely on um you know if you want another if you want another vm another instance another whatever it is you know internally you'll have a team that has got a limited amount of capacity it doesn't matter how great they are we, we've got some fantastic teams but look th there's only going to be so many people and if you want another VM from AWS or from Google, they you, you're always going to get it. It's always yeah. going to be you're always going to get what you're asking them for, yeah. um, and you're going to get it in seconds or or at least minutes, not not yeah you know, weeks or months. So yeah. I, I think you know that you know there's always a lot of talk about the cost benefit of the cloud, but that is yeah you know, maybe a, a slightly less tangible benefit is that ability to do things quickly. Yeah. And just just on the cost, then. So I, I just you know talked about uh, broadcast let, letting go and you know moving things into the cloud, but there's a lot of broadcasters or broadcast companies, service providers that have uh, private cloud, right? Mm -hmm. And what what is the difference? Is the big driver the cost, private versus public? I, I think um, it's a conceptual difference, isn't it? Because yeah. although you, you know you can. It, with a private cloud, you, you you might be able to deploy some of the same tools and and some of the same um, you know some of the same methodologies as it were. But what what you don't get with private cloud is is that you don't get unlimited scaling because to all intents and purposes, public cloud gives you unlimited scaling, um, and that means up and down. And then that kind of leads onto the next um, that ties into the next thing I you know I'm going to say, which is. It's a you, you've got to change your mindset because it's about this dynamic usage of capacity and not just about having a fixed 
um, a fixed unit of capacity. So, you know, if you've got a rack full of VMs, you've got a rack full of VMs on, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through till Sunday and, and on Christmas Day and, and on every day, right? But if you deploy your cloud environment intelligently, you know, you can you can have capacity only when you need it. Um, and that that gives you that huge benefit you, you can save a huge amount of money by not having things lying around doing nothing. Um, and, you know, it, I, I think one of the things that I found when I worked in access services where we've, we, we maybe been on this journey a few, few years ago, because um, we weren't dealing with, with, uh, you know, lots of video files. We were dealing or lots of, not lots of high definition video files. We were dealing with, you know, relatively um, you know, low bandwidth stuff, which made it a lot easier at the time. I think the journey we went on was we realized that we had, you know, for resilience, for broadcast resilience, we had a backup and we had a DR and we had a you know, DR, we had a backup. And, and so we, we had, you know, maybe four or five layers of, of, um, of hardware to do one job. And, and not only that, but you had to provision that every, every one of those layers for your peak capacity, right? For the, for the time that you had the most people doing the most things and you needed the most compute power. Um, and then, you know, when we looked at it, you could you could make all of I say all of it. You could make a lot of it a serverless workflow in in a you know in a public cloud environment, and and you could literally only pay for it when you needed it, and you could only pay for it you know only pay for one and not five, and you yes. still get the resilience, and 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 you still get all the capacity you need. Um, so, you know, I, I think. The, the part of that journey, I think, is looking at that mindset and not just thinking about, um, not just thinking about, oh, well, I need a VM to run this. Um, it, it, you know, it's got to be such and such a VM. We've got to allow this much capacity. Well, you know, how, how do you architect your platform so that you can scale? And that might mean breaking your application down into smaller bits and pieces. And it might mean just rethinking how you move data around so that you can take advantage of these things. And, yeah. and you know, these things aren't, aren't, they're not a short-term thing. You don't just make wave a magic wand and do all of this. I think this is, this is going to be a journey of years to, yeah. to, to go through this and, and to, to start, you know, leveraging these, these opportunities to, to actually massively reduce cost. Um, but, you know, every, everyone's been there. You know that if you just pick up, pick up your data center and stick it in public cloud and pay by the hour for the same amount of compute and storage, it does. you're not going to save money. You're going to spend money. But, yeah. You, you, more money. That, that's, that's, that's absolutely a fact. Yeah. And, actually, you just mentioned there, you know, it could take a couple of years to develop these sort of architectures and so on. Is it – what about the skills um, how has the industry had to reskill or bring in additional skills? How has that I, landscape changed? I, I, I think it's been quite challenging because I think um, the the broadcast um, discipline, if you like, the broadcast engineering discipline, has has relied very much on drawing steadily more and more on on the on the IT expertise in 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 every organisation. Um, and and that's been challenging from all sorts of perspectives because um, you know th this 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 big wall I, I mentioned between broadcast and IT it's not just an engineering wall it's it goes right up the organisation sometimes doesn't it it goes right up to the um, to the budgets and to the management and to everything that comes down from there and so it, you, you know 
IT networks in a, in a traditional organization, they're they're an overhead. They're they're for they're for office. They're they're for, they're for providing office connectivity. So when you start to draw on those skills from those teams, um, for your broadcast stack, those teams aren't necessarily always resourced for that. Um, and secondarily, that you know they they may be staffed with absolutely brilliant network engineers who don't come from a broadcast background, and so really need. Um, you know, need to kind of get their head around the stuff that you need to know for broadcast. Like, you know, I guess in a traditional IT environment, you might think, oh, well, we'll do a, we'll do an upgrade this weekend. We'll turn everything off on Saturday afternoon. Obviously, when you're doing live sports, yeah, that's the worst time, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think just, just lots of little intricate details like that, um, I think, uh, you know, traditional IT skill sets struggle with. And, and then you've got, yeah, you've got the overlay of this whole, Kind of business culture, which is it still probably thinks of IT to some extent as a, as an office enabler and not necessarily a broadcast tech enabler. So, so yes, I, I think skills are challenging in both directions. There aren't they? Yeah, both directions. And and, and I think you know one of the things that you know we can learn from from the cloud providers is is we can start to look at the idea of these sort of multidisciplinary teams. And so I, I think this is this is something that I'm quite keen on, which is to say. You know, you might have a team of network engineers, a team of playout engineers. You know, don't don't do that. Just try and try and think about your end product and what it takes to to deliver that, and put a team of people together with different skills who can work together to deliver the thing. And and and, and I guess that's that's really challenging sometimes in our world because some of the things that we have to deliver are so big. How can you get one team to do that? And you yeah. have to try and make a decision somewhere. Yeah, I, I guess. What what um what Jeff Bezos you know whether you like him or loathe him what 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 he did do in Amazon was was try and carve out these teams that work to a sort of API and and deliver a you know, have a, have a sort of service contract um so that that's that's I think it's interesting because obviously you know as I say like like him or loathe them they've been incredibly successful at what they do yeah and what about like service management for example so you know. Broadcast is a real-time sort of thing. The SLA levels are like completely up there, and it's probably at odds still with like the IT world. Yeah, I, I think um, I think the IT world has a, has a long long way to go in terms of adapting to those those concepts. Um, that's 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 true. I, I think we need to, but I, I think. What we need to do from both sides is is recognise that it, that has to happen. We 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 can't simply sit on the broadcast side and say, oh well, all that IT stuff it's not relevant to us because. And at the same time, that that that's true the other way as well. I think you know you can't IT people can't sit around saying, oh well, we we don't care about that. So I, I think it's very much looking at, at best of breed there, isn't it? To use a phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like you know incident management and those sort of things. Yeah. Um, and so. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at something like change management, for example, I think you've got to be open-minded and say, well, actually, maybe you need to have a, a change board every day or, yeah. or however however often it needs to be and, and try and challenge that mindset of, oh, it's got to be weekly or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what about the user's experience, you know, with all these new sort of tools in the cloud? That that must have really sort of opened up what, what used to be a black box, right? Yeah, I, I think, again, I, I think, you know, this is one of those mindset shifts, isn't it? That if if you're 
if you buy a black box from from a from a tech provider and you stick it in a rack, it's it's going to be there for five, maybe more, maybe ten years, maybe longer than that. And so you kind of get used to this idea of what that can do and what that thing's going to do and what that type of thing does. And and so you sort of get used to plugging those together and you've got a stack. I think when you get into that sort of very um, very, very much more abstract kind of software-defined world of, you know, appliances in in you know ephemeral cloud instances that talk over IP. They could be there one minute and gone the next. I think you do then have to start thinking about not what what's possible, but what what you really need and what yeah. what what the end what the end user. I guess the end user is ultimately the viewer or the advertiser, maybe if you're a broadcaster. But then you know going back from that the teams who are delivering that that final broadcast experience so the operational teams the producers the talent all of those people who are, who you're working with what do they need um, yeah. how how do you prioritize um and, and certainly when you get into start getting into developing software which i think most organizations now have um how do you prioritize those features and those things that those people need? Um, and and I, I think the, the only way you can sensibly do it is by talking to them. Uh, yeah. I know that sounds obvious, but I, I think, you know, again, from a, from an engineering discipline, it, it, there's, yeah, I think there's very much a, a tendency to think that you've got all the answers. And, and, and actually I think, um, you know, we need to talk to the people who are going to use our, our stuff to understand yeah. what they really need from it. Um, yeah. And that might, might might lead us to actually make some quite quite clever calls in terms of what what isn't isn't necessary. Yeah, because I mean, most things are like web apps these days, and and so accessible for uh, either viewers or like you know operational teams, etc., etc. That's um, you know, as we've we've come so far actually in the last sort of you know, 15, 20 years, as you said. Um, so, Paul, I'd just like to say thank you, actually, for coming on the show. It's been, uh, it's one of my favourite topics, actually. So uh, I'd just oh, like to say thank you. <laughs> I could I could, I could, talk all evening about it, Ben, to be quite honest. I, I think uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. It's no a worries. Real... Absolutely no worries. If you want to f uh, find uh, Paul Markham on LinkedIn, uh, just head over to LinkedIn and uh, I'm sure he'll be happy to uh, connect with you on there. So thanks again, Paul, and uh, talk to you soon, yeah? Talk to you soon. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for tuning in to Broadcast Media, the inside track. Subscribe for more real-life insights into the industry. And for more information, head to ancast.co.uk.